Welcome back to Faith FM. Good morning. This is The Breakfast Show with Mon and Lawson. Yo. It's going to be a wonderful morning. We are about to start our encounter with God. But before we do that, we actually have someone who's called in. Who are you there? Are you there, caller? Who's there? Hey, Mon and Lawson and Lyle. How are you? Lyle. Lyle. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> How's America? I'm going to say, the show on the uh, on the uh, uh, app. App, you know the app. You're listening to the TuneIn app all the way over there in America. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Bon. Yes. Did you, I actually give away the clue. I called in for the clue. You called in for I the quiz. Give away the clue. <laughs> Did you literally? Oh, well, right. uh, your friend I can't believe you're calling in to give me a hard time. Okay, fine. I finally did what I always give you a hard time about doing. I gave away the quiz accidentally. It was an accident. It was a really long story about embalming. And I forgot. Uh, you know what happened sooner or later? I'm not the only one who does it. Do you know, I think it's because I'm sitting in your chair. <laughs> well, thanks for calling Lyle, giving me a hard time. Hey, uh, yes, you got the quiz right, and we're not going to send you any prizes. No prizes for you, Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be right. That'll be right. Yeah, that's the sign. I see how this works. Oh, well, thanks for, um, I think, thanks for hassling us. But you have a wonderful time in America. And we'll talk to you when you get back, which is very soon. Oh, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. I think Shell cut him off. Good on you, Shell. We don't need Lyle. (laughs) Yes, okay, fine. I'm really sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I did ruin the quiz this morning. (laughs) I shouldn't have told that that story about the Uber driver because uh, I got so into it and then I just forgot what we were doing and I... (laughs) And I did say the number, which was the number 40. And, and she didn't even pick up as well. Because I didn't even realise. Because she said it. And then I like hit her with, like I looked at her with these massive eyes. I was like, Monica, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and I know exactly how that feels because that's what I do to Lyle. Because Lyle's just like rattling away when he gives away the, the, the quiz mm. answer. And, uh, and I'm always like bug-eyed at him going, why you just give it away? And he's like. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize. I think I went out and I like, you know, got a drink of water and I came back in the studio and you were like, you know what you've done, right? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> Ruin the quiz. <laughs> Do we want to start a new quiz or should we just chuck it for the day? Um, Look, you know, I don't call the shots around here. Um, oh, but I'm offering you the opportunity to call the shots. The opportunity. Shot. Listen, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that opportunity. You are? And I might. Okay. Just, just throw in another little quick quiz. Yeah. Do you know what? We have a new number quiz. Oh, a new number quiz. Do you know what? And because we're behind times, hit us with like the first three clues straight okay. off the bat. First three clues straight off the, bu- off the bat. Okay. Again, what number am I? The first clue is Joshua killed this number of kings who were hiding in a cave then hung them in a tree. So, morbid. I'm not going to tell any stories about dead bodies this time, <laughs> just in case I give it away. Okay. Um, next clue. Paul said he would rather speak this many understandable words than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So, the number is obviously not 10,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next it says, after becoming pregnant, 
Elizabeth remained in seclusion for this many months. Oh, very interesting. If you think you know the answer to our new quiz this morning, what number and I, it's still a what number and I quiz, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number. That's 1-800-324-843. You can text 0491 And I am once again very sorry that I ruined the first quiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Classic. Woman. It's definitely because I'm sitting in Lyle's chair. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Definitely yeah, yeah I'm sitting yeah, in Lyle's yeah, chair for yeah. sure. Anyway, we are going to jump into our Bible study this morning. We have a wonderful topic. This topic makes me so happy. Mm. And, uh, and you were just saying how, you know, it's, is it your favorite? Dude, it's, it's my favorite biblical topic. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Okay. We're going to be talking about the return of Jesus. And uh, are you into poetry at all? Poetry? No, it's it's not my, my strong suit. Yeah. I, used to, I used to listen to a lot of hip hop. But yeah, no, <laughs> no, poetry, not really my thing. Not like classical kind of poetry, right? Mm. No. Yeah. There is a there is a poet called T. S. Eliot. I'm sure many of our listeners are very aware of who T. S. Eliot is, but he has a poem and he actually begins with the line, um, "In my beginning is my end," which is you know really quite poignant. Um, and however succinct, uh, his words actually carry a very powerful truth, um, because often it's in origins um, that you know in therein endings exist. That's deep. Yeah, well, actually, it's 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 a uh, it's also a, a story writing um, technique people use. So, like, often if you mm. look at like a mystery or a whodunit, it's often in the first little you know first part of a movie or a book that you find the clues that'll actually tell you at the mm. end who mm. it is. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> and we actually see this uh, in our name, Seventh Day Adventist. You know, in the name of our church. Um, I'm a Seventh Day Adventist. You're a Seventh Day Adventist. And this, this it's a double barreled name. What's more like a triple barrel? Seventh Day. Double barrel, and then we have Adventist, mm. and uh, and there's this name carries two like basic biblical teachings, right? Mm. So Seventh Day, which is for the Sabbath, um, the Sabbath of the Ten Commandments, the true Sabbath, not not the false false Sabbath or the false worship uh, Sunday worship, uh, which we talked about the last couple of weeks, and uh, and it's like it's a week, it's a weekly memorial of the six day creation, right, of life mm. life on Earth, and then we have Adventist. Now, people like when you say seventh day, people are like, oh yeah, Saturday, right? But, but when you say Adventist, people are like, what on earth is Adventist? Mm. Never mm. even heard that word, you know, no idea what it means. Advent, Adventist, you know, it's about the advent, mm. and uh, which you know, being the root word, and it's pointing to the advent of Jesus, the second coming of Jesus, you know, and. And the reason we have it in our name is because it's it's just so important. It's it's you know, it's the promise of eternal life. It's all mm. it's all the hopes and it's all the promises of scripture. It's all wrapped up um in you know, they all find their fulfillment in this advent. Mm. So that's why it's so important. Yeah, I think you know, the the second coming of Christ, um, because it's something that's also wrapped up in the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um and generally uh, the end of the world, you know, from a worldly perspective is something that is looked at with such a, a negative connotation, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for life to, because, it, you know, it's usually looked at in the light of life ceases to exist yeah. on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's so powerful in the Bible. Like it is, you know, some of the best promises in the Bible. So, you know, I guess the amazing hope that we have in heaven and the point of Jesus dying on the cross is all wrapped up in his second coming. Um, mm-hmm. That we are, you know, he's going to come um, and we're going to spend eternity with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example, like, you know, we, we recognize ourselves as, you know, mortal beings who, who die. Um, 
But there's, there's this amazing promise in, in 1 Corinthians 15. It says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, this mortal has put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death shall be swallowed up by victory. Like, you know, yeah, inherent here in this promise is that in the second coming of mm. Jesus, like, you know, death and pain and suffering and all those things that um, I guess f- you could say follow us in life, um, the, the terrible things of life, you know, in this second coming of Jesus and in the end of, in, in the end of time and in the end of the world, like, they're going to be removed. And yeah. it's so beautiful. It's definitely a positive thing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and if actually, indeed, if we look back at, you know, at the creation of the world, like our beginning, um, you know, however distant in time the creation seems from the second coming of Jesus, or at least, you know, to our mind, um, you know, the, the sinful existence, uh, you know, the events, the events are actually linked, creation mm. and, uh, and the second coming. Because God cr- who created us is the same God who returns. And just like that Bible verse you just read, um, you know, he returns in an instant, in the, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last mm. trumpet, um, is, is going to bring our ultimate redemption. And so, yeah, just like we said, you know, in our beginning, we will find our end. Mm. So it's, it's actually a, a very important topic to study. Um, and because, you know, not only is it in our name, but it is the reoccurring and end goal throughout the whole of the Bible. And uh, we're going to be studying it out in our Bible studies, which you can get a hold of. This is the last week for this particular lesson uh, study guide. And we're going to have a study a new one next week, but you can still get a copy of the old one and join us with 20 million other people who are using the same book at the same time every single day to follow along um, learning about the second coming of Christ. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Let's have a look at one of the memory texts, one of the promises. Uh, let's turn our Bibles to Matthew twenty four twenty seven. And uh, what version of the Bible have you brought in today? You got the, the NLT. New King James. Oh, you got the New King James. Okay, yeah, I've got the, got the NLT. Matthew twenty four twenty seven. Hey, do you have um Oasis verse? Oasis verse. Oasis. It's a um. It's a text subscription. It's free, and so you you text the number and you say, you know, would you like? I, I'd like to be added to the subscription, and then mm. every day they send you a Bible verse, and mm. um, it's one Bible verse for for a week. So they send you the same one every single morning. I think around seven seven thirty, they send you through the same Bible verse, and then the next week it changes, and they do it because every week you read it and you sort of end up memorizing it. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's really great, um, and it's totally free. I think the people who do it are in Melbourne, but the cool thing is. Uh, this week's verse is the one I'm about to read out. So it came through this morning and I was like, hey. hey. <laughs> so um, let me read it out for you. So this is Matthew 24 and verse 27. And it says, For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west, so it'll be when the Son of Man comes. Mm. So this is uh, the promise of Jesus' second, coming, um, second return. And, uh, and it talks about, you know, lightning coming out of the east and, and shining even onto the west. So it's going to be a very bright event. Yeah, a very, a very big, audible, visible event. Mm. Well, speaking of, you know, those, uh, those factors, we are going to spend this week um, talking about the final of all final events. And, um, and we're going to have a look at, you know, all the, all the little bits and pieces around mm. it and exactly what the Bible does 
does say about it. Because we also saw in the last few weeks with Taryn here, and we were studying about Babylon. We were studying about, you know, this scarlet woman and a cup of, you know, her, her wine of her wrath and and, uh, and how it's full of deceptions. Mm. And, uh, and she forces the people to drink all these deceptions. And, and we learned how that is imagery for, you know, in the end times, the devil trying to confuse people and having counterfeit doctrines. And we saw, you know, if, we looked at any, if you look at any doctrine mm. out of the Bible – you will see that the devil has created a counterfeit for mm. it, which people, you know, are confused by. And we've, we use the, the very, you know, good example of baptism. There is only one true baptism written about in the Bible and how it's supposed to proceed. But if you look around the world at all the different styles of baptism, mm. you know, by all the different religions, you can see just how, you know, far this confusion has gone. So it's really no surprise that when we hear about the second coming uh, in the Bible, there are multiple versions of this. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Like when it, like you said, when it comes to any doctrine, I think you know we're learning about the Sabbath um, over the last couple of weeks. Like something as beautiful as the Sabbath, there is a counterfeit for that. And yeah, Satan is is working through different agencies to be able to to promote his way. But yeah, the second the second coming again. It's it's not the most talked about topic, mm-hmm. um, but is it is one of the most yeah, talked about topic in the New Testament. One of the most you know prolific and and explained. Um, things that mm-hmm. Jesus talks about because mm-hmm. like again it's so important and it's yeah. so beautiful and it's so amazing so for sure there's going to be different um yeah satan is going to try and spark different opinions different mm-hmm. ideas on, on what that looks like and and some of them frankly are quite i don't know quite ugly yeah some of them aren't pretty it's like why why would you even want <clears throat> to believe in that it doesn't sound good at all it, it, and it is it is important to have the correct picture of it because you know this is the way we have the correct uh, a correct image of um mm. god's character which is what we need to to be able to trust and believe him so it, it is a it is a very hot um highly talked about a topic and and really no surprise because i think a lot of people uh, they they look at the world events, they see what is happening, and and they sort of they feel that they sort of think to themselves, it can't keep going like mm. this. Something has to happen. Something almost cataclysmic has to take event. You know, this world is barreling along at a rate that it can't keep up. You know, it's coming. The world is coming apart at the seams in almost every regard. However you look at it, environmentally, politically, mm. however it is you approach it, it seems like the world's it's coming to a head. Yeah, we're in, we're in such a time as there, you know, never was before, even now, um, you know, where we we have the ability um, to to destroy the world, for example, oh, absolutely. Um, something that was that was never available to us as an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's so many ways that can even happen. Like, not only do we have, you know, one route, but we have multiple routes. You can you can talk about anything. You can talk about a nuclear war, uh-huh. but but also with climate change for sure. Yeah. Um, the world <clears throat> and i think yeah socially um yeah in all the different ways that are so important like yeah the it does seem to to be speeding up barreling along and it's mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like now um if ever we've been more unsure about our future and mm-hmm. where we're headed as a as earth you know? yeah which is why we need to turn to our bibles and understand mm. this truth and this truth actually it's, it's interesting to know you know 
<coughs> however much we tend to think of the second coming of Jesus as a, a New Testament teaching alone, you know, it's, it's actually not true. Um, you know, f- for sure, only after the, the first coming of Jesus and after his death, his resurrection and his ascension, um, only after then will we actually given a fuller and, and richer revelation of the truth surrounding the second mm. coming. Um, but with as as with so much else in the New Testament, and the Old Testament actually also reveals hints and, and sort of shadows of this. If, what is it really a crucial truth mm. um, long before it'll actually happen? So you know, with the doctrine of the second coming of Jesus, the the New Testament authors didn't reveal a new truth. Instead, they actually just they, they greatly enhanced a mm. truth that had already been revealed in the Bible. So uh, only now, um, you know, in the in the in the light of the, of of Christ, you know, Christ crucified and Christ risen again, um, can the promise of the second coming be understood, be appreciated more fully, and be expected? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like you said, like most teachings in the Bible, it's so much more expanded and, and prolific, mm-hmm. and I think also applied. Um, to us after you know the first coming of Jesus, but yeah, if we we look in in books in the Bible like Zechariah and, and Daniel in the Old Testament, like they're just so full and rich with you know not only first coming prophecy mm-hmm. but second coming, mm-hmm. um, because again, like as as important as the first coming was, you know Jesus coming to to the earth to to save us and redeem us, like the second coming is 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 the the final you know, the, mm-hmm. the finality of, of earth, mm-hmm, um, the mm-hmm. finality of our, of our living here. And it, I think, yeah, it's, it's extremely important. I think, you know, for God to reveal that even back then it was so important um, to give us some understanding, even to the, to the prophets that would never see that um, without death, mm-hmm. uh, without death. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was so important to him to, to reveal that um, mm-hmm. and to give them some understanding of the, the plan of salvation and, and those kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> let's have a look at some verses, actually. Uh, let's uh, let's turn to the Bible and we can have a look at, you know, what these verses teach us about the second coming of Jesus. So I've got three or four verses here. So um, do you want to take Isaiah yep. 13, verses 6 and 9? And I'll do Zechariah 14, verse 9. And then we can share maybe Daniel. So. Yeah, so Isaiah 13, uh, verse 6 says, Whale. For the day of the Lord is at hand. It will come as destruction from the Almighty. Um, And verse 9 says, Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel with both wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he will destroy its sinners from it. Uh, That doesn't sound too great. I thought this was supposed to be a good news. That (laughs) that sounds kind of scary, Lawson. Yeah, I think it is, um, you know, the i guess the truth of of the second coming is the important the important understanding that you know if we're in Christ mm-hmm. we're saved yeah um and if we're if we're not we're not so second coming actually isn't good news for everybody it's it's not good news for everybody i think you know if if we take the big picture approach, approach it's man it's the best news it's yeah. the best news but um you know, the end of death and pain and suffering. But I think for people who haven't made that that decision to come to Jesus yet, it is something that will be will be feared. Yeah. Everyone will have had the opportunity to pick him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but there will be those who did and those who didn't. Actually, mm. maybe it is good news for everyone because obviously it's good news for those who have chosen Christ because they'll be rescued and, you know, and taken to heaven. But for those who, who have decided not to, 
their lives are just, you know, evil continually. And they, you know, it's, yeah. I almost feel like it, it's, they're just being put out of their misery. Because how, you, you, they will not be happy people. They're not happy people now without Jesus. And uh, mm. and it will be like a release for them as well. Yeah. They won't know anything anymore. Um, but at least their horrible, miserable, unhappy lives will mm. be over as well. Let's have a look at Zechariah 14 verse 9 and see what that tells us. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day will be one Lord. His name alone will be worshipped. We're going to have a look closer at that after this song break. Randy Travis, Jerusalem's Cry. Oh, this is an amazing song. You have to listen to this one really closely.
How good was that song? Dude, <laughs> what a ripper. I know. Yeah, I love that song. We love that song here at the radio mm. station. Uh, hey, Very relevant as well. I know. I know. Absolute Jerusalem's cry. Give us another clue for the quiz though, hey? Okay. So, the next clue for the quiz, again, what number am I, is the number of husbands the Samaritan woman had uh, uh, at the well had. Mm-hmm. The Samaritan woman at the well had. So, woman at the well, she had this number of husbands. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. Let's read this verse again. It was Zechariah 14, verse 9. Uh, We're doing our Bible study here. We're talking about the second coming of Christ. And 14, verse 9 says, if I can find it again. Oh, here we go. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. Mm. On that day, there will be one Lord. His name alone will be worshipped. We can see from the from this from this verse, um, you know, looking at what you know what it teaches us about the second coming, all these false gods, all these you know false worships and deceptions, everything's been crystal clear at the end of times when He's the only God and He's the only one mm. we worship. So very very important to note that there is only one God. And then we're gonna have a look at our final verse, uh, Daniel twelve verse one. Do you wanna read that one? Yeah, sure. Um, hold on, just. Flipping over. Um, the Bible says, At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of the people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as there never uh, was since there was a nation, um, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found and written in the book. Absolutely. So, you know, there, there really is no question that at the, the day of the Lord, which is, you know, what mm. they sometimes call it, the day of the Lord, uh, it will actually be a day of destruction and sorrow and turmoil for the lost. Mm. Um, you know, it's, they, they often call it God's strange act. Yeah. But it is an act of kindness if you look at it. You know, we were just talking about, um, in the break, we were talking about Noah. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting with the story of Noah. I think, you know, for, for people who are not, Bible inclined, they sort of look at this story and they think, wow, that's that's terrible that mm-hmm. God would flood the world and, you know, a, a lot of life would be lost because of that. But I think, you know, if we look at it from, from God's standpoint, God has the ability to pass judgment. The Bible says, um, sorry, You're right. the Bible says in that time that people were, were practicing, um, you know, evil and, and violence continually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to make like the comparison, you know, if we take a, an, an, an animal Mm-hmm. For for example, like a dog mm-hmm. who is, you know, practicing evil continually. Imagine if that dog was biting people, that dog was... Just constantly aggressive and attacking, yeah. yeah. Um, the humane and fair thing to do mm-hmm. with that dog mm-hmm. would be to put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, for a bunch of people who are practicing, you know, evil and violence continually, um, you know, affecting others, you know, we have jail and even in, in some places in the world that... Death penalty, the death penalty, yeah. um, because we deem that okay, someone's you know they're in a place in their life where they can no longer practice anything good. Mm-hmm. Not only are they hurting others, but they're hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a good point. Is that you know not only were the t- people in Noah's time you know hurting others, but they were hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. They weren't living you know a real life. Um, yeah. So yeah. God then decided to pass judgment and flood the world because there there was, you know, no more that that God could do Mm -hmm. for them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to bring them out of this life of, you know, because if people are practicing evil continually, Continually, that's death, pain and and suffering. Um, 
I think we like nowadays we still seem to think you know people have the capacity for good and evil, and if someone's done mm. something bad, you know, oh, you know, you just you just need to you know bring them back to you know the good side, that kind of a thing. But it, if you think about it, these people, you know, the Bible tells us that they're practicing practicing evil continually. That, that yeah. there's nothing good left, and I think it's very important to note that the, you know this isn't like without their choice. They have yeah. chosen to become this. They've chosen to do evil continuously. They had the opportunity to choose mm. Jesus and they didn't want it. So, yeah, yeah, very much the humane thing to do. Yeah, and I think it's so important, like, along with that, is that people people are judged against what they know. Um, the mm-hmm. Bible says that the law is written on their hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, for someone, say, you know, you could sit there and say, oh, but th- this person's a really beautiful or, or lovely person. You know, how could how could they you know, be lost at the end of time, mm-hmm. um, even if they're not a practicing cr- Christian. I think ultimately, like, we don't know mm-hmm. who's saved and who's lost, but ultimately people are, are judged by what they know. Um, yeah. And I think that's something super important to know. Like, even people who aren't Christian can still practice good. Mm-hmm. Um, even, which, you know, in a way is, is choosing God and choosing love and choosing, you know, the the, the right way to Mm -hmm. to live Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's you know the 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 i guess the division isn't necessarily you know whether you're a a super christian or not as whether you're saved or not it's if you know god put the conviction on your heart to Mm. practice to practice good and so much of that comes from you know having a life choosing jesus i can say that you know i wasn't necessarily a bad person before i was a christian Mm. but i definitely wasn't saved Mm. um, because i was practicing things in my life that, that that were wrong and you weren't choosing Jesus. I wasn't yeah. choosing Jesus. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now that, you know, this revelation of Christ has been opened up to me in my life and he, he gives, you know, steps and, and ways in which I should live my life, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's so much easier for me to be saved mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. now I have a knowledge. Now I have mm. the ability to be able to act on that knowledge. Now I, I, I know what to do mm-hmm. um, and I can make that decision intelligently and consciously. Yeah. So, you know, it, we've just read those verses and we, we know it's a day of destruction um, for people who have actively not chosen Jesus. But, you know, it's also a day of deliverance for all of God's people. You know, those who are found um, written in the book. Um, so they have the book of life mm. that the Bible talks about. And, um, you know, th- there is this theme that, that, that on, on the, the day of the Lord, or the Lord's returning uh, as a time of judgment against the wicked, but also a time when God's faithful are protected and rewarded. Mm. And so this is first found in the, in the Old Testament, you know, which you just read there. And uh, and for instance, although, you know, some some will face the Lord's fierce anger, you know, those will heed the call to seek righteousness and seek humility will be um, hidden, it says, in the mm. day of the Lord's anger. And that's from, that's those those phrases are from Zephaniah 2 verses 1 to 3. So I guess I, I you know, there is like this dichotomy between the, the two events mm. and uh, and people really need to, they need to decide. They need to decide for themselves which side do they want to be on because, you know, as these final events unfold, um, you know, it'll only become more apparent mm. both which side we're on and yeah. uh, and which side we need to be on. And, uh, and there's choices. There's choices mm. that we can make now to make yeah. sure we're on the right side. We talked about this, you know, with Taryn uh, last week. How we, we need to start making those decisions now so when we get there – it's not something like a new decision we have to make. It's just a continuing of a habit we've already been taking care of. Because you know, people often think, oh, when stuff gets real rough, then I'll then I'll choose Jesus. Then I'll you know I'll stop doing all this nonsense and I'll mm. stop 
excuse me, I'll stop doing all this evil and I'll, and I'll choose Jesus for sure then. But often if we wait like that, it's just, it's too late. We can no yeah. longer, we, we're changed. It gets harder. It gets harder. It's more difficult. Yeah, if you keep going with a habit, it gets harder and harder mm. to break. We all know that. So choosing Jesus now, choosing Jesus mm. today um, is, is you know, what will set us yeah. on the path to, to be on, on the right side um, of this event. Mm. Yeah, and that's such an important point because, you know, the Bible says, as we read before in Daniel 12, says that, you know, as we progress closer and closer to the end of time, it'll be a time that, you know, such was never was. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be really hectic. It yeah. will be gnarly. Um, mm-hmm. Things will be happening in the world that will really test faith. So I think why, well, when's a better time than, than now to choose Jesus? The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just highlighting the fact that, you know, as soon as you have the opportunity to g- choose Jesus, you should. Absolutely. Amen. We're going to have another look at this uh, coming up in the week. We're going to be looking more about the second coming and all about the second coming. So stay tuned and and, um, join us tomorrow morning as we continue this study. We're going to have an excellent song. This is called The Morning Trumpet, another wonderful song. Oh!
Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all dear, now is at stake. Humbling your hearts to God, chasing the chastening rod. Seek the way, seek the way, pilgrims trod, Christians awake. My Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Trumpets will, Trumpets will sound, and all of the dead shall rise. Righteous me, righteous me in the skies. I'm going where no one, no one dies, heavenward bound. Well, troubles will soon be more happy forevermore. When we meet, when on, we meet that on that shore, free from all care. Rising up Rising in, up in the, the sky, telling this telling world, this world goodbye. goodbye. Homeward we Home then we will fly. fly, glory to share. My Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will be dead, trumpets will sound, and all of the dead shall rise. Righteous me in the sky, going where no one dies, heavenward bound. Jesus is a Jesus coming soon, morning or night or noon. You know that many will meet doom. Trumpets will sound. back to Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Hey, Lawson, give us the last clue. All right, last clue. Um, again, what number am I? In the parable of the ten virgins, there were this many who were wise. Mm. Mm. How many mm. wise virgins were there? Give us a mm. call. Wait, 100 Faith FM is the number. So we had a question come through because this is now our question of the day segment. And the question was, you know, we were just talking about the second coming of Christ and um, <clears throat> and how it's important for us to choose Jesus because the, the, the Bible clearly tells us there are two sides to, to the um, to the second coming event. You know, there's the one of death and destruction mm. for, the, for the people who didn't choose Jesus and there's salvation and redemption for those who did. So the question is, how exactly do you choose Jesus? And I understand that this could be confusing because – you know, you go to the supermarket and you've got a choice between bananas and oranges and you choose oranges by picking them up off the shelf and putting them in your shopping cart and, you know, going through the checkout, paying and going home. Mm. But but you can't, like, pick Jesus up off a, a shelf and stick mm. him in your shopping trolley and take him home. So how, how do you choose Jesus? I think it initially comes from, like, 
it starts with a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts with a decision, you know, choosing Jesus. Um, it starts with that sort of profession of faith saying to, you know, saying, okay, I want to have Jesus as the number one Lord in my life. And I think, you know, for, for a lot of us as skeptical people, like I know for myself, it took, you know, studying the Bible for a while, um, mm-hmm. looking at that evidence and that, and that, uh, the, the facts of, okay, you know, is, is God real? Um, and seeing that he was, you know, led me to make that decision um, to initially have that that day or that hour. Um, I don't know I- exactly when it was. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it sort of builds up. Yeah, just like, okay, like I want Jesus in my life. And you go from someone who doesn't have Jesus to you do have Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the, yeah, there's this, you know, interesting thing that starts to happen. Um, it's talked about in the Bible by Paul. He says, you know, picking up your, your cross daily, carrying your cross, um, meaning like you know, that daily, you know, you continually make that decision to put mm-hmm. Jesus first. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that comes from a few different routes, um, having a connection with him first and foremost, um, you know, spending that time in, in the morning or the evening or whenever it is to, to connect with him um, through, you know, prayer and study of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, you know, through actions, you know, through, through, through what you do and how you live your life, you know, Jesus tells an you know an interesting parable um about you know the the people who will be saved in the second coming and it says you know when i was you know naked you clothed me and when i was hungry you fed me um and the people say oh when did we do these things and it's like for those you know what you did to the least of these you did to me um you know it's how we we treat other people and i but i think ultimately all of that is just inspired by what we learn through the Mm -hmm. bible um Mm -hmm. That, that that's probably the biggest point is that you know just putting jesus first in every way and i think we can learn more and more of that by having that personal devotion and study in the bible mm, i guess it's similar to the way that we choose our friends and we choose yeah. our spouses you know <clears throat> we prioritize them that's what happens mm. and so when we choose jesus you know we tell him you know we pray to him you know i, I want to be a follower of you and then and then we prioritize him. You yeah. know, we put him first and we spend time with him every morning, you know, devotion, Bible study, prayer. So yeah, that's how you choose Jesus. If you have a question uh, about the Bible or anything to do with life, you can certainly give us a call. The number here is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. You can ask us a question. We can make it the question of the day. You can go on air. You can stay anonymous. It doesn't matter. It's all good to ask. You can even text us the question 491 we're going to be right back after some music and we're going to have our free giveaway for the day. So stay tuned and get your phones ready. Is forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness eating away at you? A relationship breakdown maybe, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au.
Welcome back to Faith FM. How sweet was that song? That was Dude. Southern Rays Bluegrass. Legit. You came looking for me. That was really cute. We have our giveaway time. What are we giving away today, Lawson? We're giving away a book by Kenneth Cox called Ooh. The Four Winds of Revelation. That's very on point because we have been talking about Revelation uh, for the last three months and mm. uh, we're in our last week. And so this is a really great um, book to have, especially because, you know, it really enlarges what we've been talking about in our mm. encounter with God. Yeah. Well, we've been, yeah, we, you know, talking about the end of, of time, mm-hmm. uh, the second coming of Jesus Christ and how, you know, we're in a time uh, such as never was before. Uh, the world is, you know, pretty hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, things are going on. And, th- and this book, book talks about the description of that in the Bible. Um, in, in the book of Revelation, it talks about these four winds um, that the, the angels are, are holding back. And then uh, at the end of time, they, they're sort of going to be released. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, these are the strifes and the different things that are going to happen on earth. So, yeah, this book just goes into death, uh, to, to death, into in depth, uh-huh. depth of, uh, yeah, this this profound prophecy um, and just, you know, what we should look out for at the end of time. Mm-hmm. And you can get this book completely for free. All you need to do is give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number. That's 1-800-324-843. If you would like a copy of The Four Winds of Revelation by Kenneth Cox, of course, you can have this completely for free. We will send it to you in the post. Um <clears throat> If you would like to uh, keep listening tomorrow, we're going to be doing more about the second coming uh, Bible study, of course. And uh, we'll give you away more stuff and doing a quiz, which hopefully I won't destroy tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you have had a wonderful time. We have certainly had a wonderful time. Thank you again, Lawson, for filling in. For everyone who's abandoned me to myself. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be having more great programming coming up, some wonderful music. And, of course, uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. Stay tuned. We look forward to seeing you then. You have a wonderful, grateful day. You have a grateful day? Yeah. Yeah. Me too.
forsaken and forgotten.